the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This Monday morning, the first, uh, the 21st morning, rather, of the first month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Today, we commemorate, of course, the life and the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and his lifelong struggle for peaceful, uh, uh, the peaceful achievement of racial unity and harmony in this country. And it's with that backdrop, I want to introduce our guest. And I'm actually going to play a little bit of his radio show before I bring him on to this radio show to give you a little bit of an idea of what we are going to be discussing. His name is David Webb. David is a phenomenal media superstar. Uh, David uh, is a syndicated, or not syndicated, rather, he is a radio show host on Sirius XM on the Patriot Channel. He is also uh, a Fox News contributor, host on Fox Nation, and um, he is uh, just one of the foremost uh, conservative pundits working in media today. And this is an exchange he had on his radio show with a commentator and anchor from CNN named Areva Martin. This is what happened. I've chosen to cross different parts of the media world, done the work so that I'm qualified to be in each one. I never considered my color the issue. I considered my qualifications the issue. Well, David, you know, that that's a whole nother long conversation about white privilege and things that you have the privilege of doing that people of color don't have the privilege of. How do I have the privilege of white privilege? David, by virtue of being a white male, you have white privilege. This whole long conversation, I don't have time to get Uh, into Areva, I hate to break it to you, but you should have been better prepped. I'm black. David could have just dropped the microphone and ended the interview at that moment. He did not. He went on to try to explain uh, uh, white privilege and that assumption to his guest, and he joins us now on AM 1420, The Answer in Cleveland, Ohio. David, it's a pleasure and an honor to talk to you. How are you, sir? Well, I'm doing well. Headed in to do more work today, like you. It's a working day, so uh, never a dull moment since that happened last week, not even a week ago. Not really a week ago. As soon as I heard it, I had to seek you out and uh, and see if you had an opportunity to come on today. And I'm really glad that you did to talk about this because what, David? First of all, how shocked were you? Has that ever happened before? Have you have you ever been mistaken for a white man just by the sound of your voice before? Yeah, that has actually happened before, and it's obviously on radio that I get get that the most times. Social media, not so much, but it's because of the easy assumption that we're all supposed to fit into certain boxes based on the color of our skin or an age, uh, demographic, or gender. What does it say, David, that Ms. Martin, assumed by your ideology as you discussed things with her from a conservative perspective and point of view that you must be white and you must have experienced privilege that black people cannot experience in order to to form the views that you have that assumption to me is just so astounding Uh, and obviously she 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 embarrassed herself by assuming that because you think a certain way ideologically you must have been privileged by white skin First of all, the white privilege, the whole white privilege argument, as they put it, is a lie. It doesn't exist. It's like toxic masculinity. It's not real. It's made up to drive a narrative and then to push an agenda. 
which has a dangerous component in that others will believe it, buy it as their truth, and then push it. And unfortunately, we see that happening every day. That's less than being half-informed because you're being lied to. When she was losing the argument, to be fair, we had a fair exchange of differences of opinions on the William Barr nomination. This was an ongoing interview. It was when we got to the qualifications on the attacks against CBS for their, quote, uh, campaign coverage team, which had only had whites in it. that I said, why is it? If someone's in sports, they're not qualified to do politics or vice versa for that matter. And I cited myself as an example of someone who's crossed different formats regardless of color, and I wasn't expected to be a rock jock, but hey, guess what? It worked because I knew what I was talking about and, and the reality of the world. They need to go there when they're losing the argument. And think about this. Who gave her the erroneous information about me based on the color of my skin? Who looks up? You look up your guests, right? You look up what is this guy written? What is this Absolutely. lady talked about? What speech did you give? Oh, and incidentally, while I'm watching or reading about it, well, there's a picture. Oh, that happens to be a black guy, white lady, older man, younger kid, whatever the case may be. Did somebody slide a piece of paper across the table and say, hey, Ariva, David's white. Go for white privilege. You, you know what I assume, actually, David, is not that. It's just that nobody told her anything. Her producers didn't tell her anything because they probably assumed she knew you. You're not an unknown entity. You work for Breitbart, The Hill, Fox, and so on and so forth. You're on television. They probably just said, you're going to talk to David Webb. And David, you know, you, you know who David Webb is. is probably the assumption. And obviously she, uh, she did not. Um, well, then she's lazy. Because you agree. and I, and, and all, what, what were we taught and what do we do on a daily basis? We don't rely on our, she, she threw our people under the bus in the apology, by the way, or the yes, half-hearted, I'm sorry I've been caught, which fundamentally I would never do. And I'm going to guess you would never do, knowing who you are. And your Absolutely. Well, you so know, no, that was a, shameful. I'm going to make an assumption there. But you know, who, who does this the way they do it? You're lazy. That's why I said you're not properly prepped, because you came on without having any idea, which means, She's there to spout an opinion, just drawing from that a line, a logical line or a path of thinking. She's there to spout an opinion, potentially, without having the full information or the best information available. Yeah, and that's secondary to me, David Webb. Um, it, you know, the fact that she was too lazy to do her own prep and realize who she was talking to, so that she could form, uh, you know, formulate her thoughts in a in a different way. But the fact that she did think you were white and blamed that on you thinking the way you do. See, if you were a person of color, she was saying, you wouldn't have these thoughts the way you do. You wouldn't have your ideology. You wouldn't have your own philosophy of life because you would have experienced the struggle. And since you're white, you don't know what the struggle is all about. That, to me, is the most galling thing, and it's it's a shocking thing, to be quite honest, David. It's a pernicious form of, and I, I rarely use the word, but it is a pernicious form, and on a day like this, MLK Day, a pernicious form of racism to assume that color is the determining factor and push it on a group of people for a political gain. When you look at it, I had an exchange with her after that where I said, what about black privilege in a majority black country where there are wealthy blacks? Frankly, what about it in America where we have millionaire and billionaire blacks, Bob Johnson and BET, for example? Or what happens if you go to India where there is a, traditionally a caste system that still exists to some degree, where privilege is based on economic and other factors. But what you do with it is what matters. This is the lie of white privilege. 
Let me ask you this. Um, David Webb is our guest. David, again, is a Fox Nation host, Fox News contributor, works for The Hill, writes for uh, Breitbart News as well. Um, I speak on a fairly regular basis with Larry Elder, and I'm actually privileged to host his show in his stead from time to time. And uh, we talk about what it's like to be a black conservative in America today. Can you give us a, a little perspective on that? When you come forth with the very well-founded, researched, reasoned, and sourced arguments that you have that counter the black narrative, the black liberal narrative, that is, how do you deal with that? And I don't mean just dealing with being called Uncle Tom, but how do you win? How do you win the argument when they automatically assume that you're just not down for the struggle? Win by, and I don't know if there's a win, but continue the fight is probably the, the more accurate way to say it from my perspective, by using whatever platform you have. We all have a platform. If you're at the, the office with a colleague, if you're having a bar, a drink at the bar after work, if you're on the baseball field, the golf course, or you and I who happen to have a microphone or television and or and write. Use your platform to be honest and truthful. And then when we have the ability, like you and I do, push it further, strike back. I didn't just go after Ariva. I actually offered her a conversation. She said on air she would come back on the show. She has not responded to me or to my staff, but they acknowledge receipt of our email because I want her to come on and make her points, at least her perspective. So constantly out them. And instead of just drawing people into what their decision should be, Bob, I would say, let me give you everything I can that I know and let you form your opinion or or, uh, assign to it what your experience is. The truth is going to win, but we do have to push it hard. And we do have to continue to push it on, on a broader platform. Because we have megaphones, and by the way, people like Ariva, they use a megaphone. Kamala Harris announced today uh, her, you know, her hopes for the presidency, I guess, her presidential bid. Yes, yes. And yet she and Ariva Martin are friends, according to Ariva's website. See, I did my research. I went and read her website, (laughs) even quoted her from it, and taking her words as they are friends and colleagues, and they work together in some capacity and have a good relationship I would ask the question of people listening. Uh, if you're defined by your friends in part, how do you assess Kamala Harris? That's a great question. That's a great question and a great point. Uh, David Webb uh, joining us uh, for just another moment or two here on AM 1420, The Answer. David, given um, the fact that it's MLK Day today, given the fact that we're still, to an extent, dealing with the Steve King fallout, uh, you know, being stripped of his uh, uh, committee positions and so on and so forth in Congress, some calling for his resignation, uh, and considering the fact that the I just talked to Congressman Jim Jordan in the segment before you came on and asked him about this, the red MAGA hat is being called by those on the left the new pointed hood. How would you characterize race relations in this country right now, and uh, how much further are we from the dream that Dr. King talked about than uh, than we should be? We're closer to it than we're further away by a million miles, and I'll tell you why. All right. In America, and since segregation, and I have debated this, frankly, all over the world, and I have stood by this, and I've been proven right. We have evolved. We don't have codified law. We don't have cultural acceptance. We don't have social acceptance of racism. We have racists. They do exist. They come in all all colors, white, black, in other words. We have white supremacists. But they're such a small factor 
that are rejected by the majority of society. And as I go across this country, whether I'm in Wyoming, California, Florida, Illinois, wherever I am, and I've been through every state, I see more people working together rather than dividing themselves based on the megaphone of people who want to divide us. The Democrat Party has put people in boxes to be fair at some point. The political party on the right, the Republicans have said this is our bait. The difference is the pernicious form of, of race, gender, and identity politics being pushed by the left to amalgamate them into a vote by a block of victims or supposed victims. That is fundamentally against who we are as Americans. We've beaten it in 150 years or so. We've turned the course of the world around, and we've helped others fight, and it's still going to be an ongoing fight around the world. It really will be, but uh, but I think a lot of people would be inspired by your words in order to, to continue that fight. Uh, David Webb, again, uh, talk show host with Sirius XM on the Patriot Channel. Normally, I don't promote uh, satellite radio because I'm on terrestrial radio, but David, you do such great work, and also on Fox and with Breitbart in the Hill and everything else. I just have great respect for your work, and I'm really glad to get a chance to talk to you. Well, hey, look, we've got to work together on this. The, the key thing for all of us on this, you, I, your producers, my producers, every American listening, work together on moving forward. And eventually you leave more and more of the haters, the detractors, and those that want to tear down the culture that is group Station. There are two sides to every story. There's the mainstream media side, and then there's the truth. You are experiencing the truth. The Bob France Authority on AM1420. Ten twenty-seven out of Bob France Authority on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Uh, so much to get into today. Like I said, there's a lot of news breaking, a lot of uh, follow-up to do as well, especially on the story that I told before my guests, Congressman Jordan and David Webb, uh, about what happened to a group of Catholic school kids from uh, Covington, Kentucky on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial over the weekend. Uh, there is still a large contingent of leftists trying to ruin their lives, all based on lies. And that may not mean a whole lot to you here in Ohio, and Northeast Ohio. What do we care about these kids? What if they were your kids? What if they were your kids? We need to spread the truth far and wide to do what's right here. Uh, okay, to the phones. Uh, we'll go to BJ in North Olmstead on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, BJ. Go ahead. Yes, uh, you had your lovely daughter on with you last week, and I would like to make a suggestion that perhaps you get a few of her friends that were at this event and have a little roundtable with them and get their uh, observations and opinions. I think what's very important, you initiated something when you had your daughter on the air, and I think if maybe at least once a month you had some input from some of these young girls that are or, or boys that are going to the Catholic schools. But primarily there were some, this incident you spoke about that happened yeah. uh, on this march. I think it's very important, and I think we have to start engaging our young people more and more. And I think they do listen and, and what goes on. And I am very interested in their own observations at this age of what they see and what they perceive, because they are our future. I hope you don't mind the suggestion. Uh, no, of course I wouldn't, BJ, and I appreciate the suggestion and the call very much. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how comfortable a lot of the kids uh, would be in in doing something something like that. What's really sad is that if if you if you if you're a young person today 
if you're a high school junior or senior, and certainly if you're of college age, you know that if you express conservative points of view or even something that shouldn't be politicized as conservative or liberal, like being pro-life, it, it is. It shouldn't be, but it is. If you express those points of view, you are putting a target on your back. There's a reason why so many of these young Republican clubs outnumbered the way they are. Uh, they, they, they are just, they are bullied. Uh, they are, they are, um, tormented. They are, tr- the people try to drive them off college campuses. They try to drive them out of high schools. Um, young people today are supposed to be wide-eyed, indoctrinated liberals. And if you do something that's contrary to that, you're, you're targeted. You may have these beliefs, but you try to keep them to yourself because you don't want to make enemies. And I feel like if I tried to do what you're suggesting and bring on, you know, some young people like in my daughter's friend circle or, or, or things like that, they, 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 most of them would be very, very resistant to coming on publicly and doing what they do. They marched in the march because they were the safety of, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands to go on a radio program or to go on a TV program or even to blog about or write on social media about these kinds of things is to invite unwanted attention that sadly they shouldn't have to deal with, but they do. So I really do appreciate the suggestion, BJ, and I kind of agree with it. It would be nice to do, but I don't know that I would have a whole lot of willing participants wanting to, um, you know, acknowledge what they believe in and how they see these kinds of things. Uh, we got a lot more to talk to, a lot more people to talk to, rather. Uh, people are on hold. Stay there. If you're not on hold, you should get there. We're coming up uh, after the news on AM 1420. The household. Progressive Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. 1035. we got 25 minutes of outstanding awesome left for you. And we're going to turn it over to Mike Gallagher and his brand of awesome, followed by Prager and uh, Dr. Gorka, Jay Secular, Larry Elder. Stay right here on AM 1420. The answer. Um, I'm, I'm reaching out. I, I've got people on hold. I'm going to go to you now, but I'm reaching out to a, to a friend, uh, in the news business who is, uh, actually with, uh, Newsmax Television, hosts a, a program called America Talks Live. And, uh, if I can make that happen, I'm going to bring him on. He has been one of the leaders in, um, uh, over the course of the weekend in trying to, uh, cl- correct the record and to clear these Covington Catholic kids down there at the pro-life march on uh, Friday who were confronted and uh, harassed and intimidated by two different groups of minorities, the Native American drum bangers and then the black Israelites who were there uh, calling them unbelievable types of names and making horrific threats against them. And all they did was stand there and uh, and smile, uh, even when the drummer got right up in the face of the kids. And they are the ones who are being called intolerant racists who are harassing the others instead. It's simply not true. And uh, I'm trying to get a guest on who's been at the forefront, one of the guys at the forefront of bringing out the truth, finding those videos that prove uh, the truth and disprove the lies against them. So I'm going to let you know if I make that happen. For now, we'll go to Marty. Marty is in Cleveland on AM 1420. The answer, thanks, Marty. Go right ahead. Hey, Bob. Real quick question. Uh, regarding your special correspondent on Friday, when yes, did sir. you send her to Ireland? Send her to Ireland? Yes. Obviously, she's she's been there because she had to go to Blarney Castle and kiss the stone because she was so eloquent. <laughs> Kissing the stone gives you the gift of eloquence. 
I did not know that, by the way. But that's a really, uh, that's a really uh, a nice compliment to pay her. Well, hey, I had to go there two years ago because that's my ancestral home. Okay. My kids took me. My kids took me for my 60th birthday. That's a wonderful treat. That's a wonderful gift. You have great kids. Yes, I do. As do you. Oh, Marty, well, listen, I, I appreciate you saying what you said about her eloquence. I, I have to tell you, I, I when she got home from Washington, D.C., I gave her the biggest hug, and I was just proud of her for being there and proud of her for being willing to come on. You know, it's an intimidating thing for, for a 17-year-old, oftentimes, not all, but, you know, to come on a public air with the public airwaves like that. <clears throat> Even if you're on with your father, but she was there in a in a capacity of not only being a supporter of the cause of the March for Life, but I asked her if she would kind of be a reporter on the scene and kind of tell me what she's seeing and and what she's experiencing, how it's going. And I have to admit, I too was blown away by her eloquence, her poise, her uh, uh, her her delivery, her confidence. Uh, she she was wonderful. I shouldn't have been surprised. I mean, she she has two years on the speech and debate team. She's um she she really is a you know comfortable public speaker. But I I was. I I was blown away by uh, by the great report she gave us, and it's very kind of you to say that as well. Uh, Navy man Norm on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Norm. Go ahead. Hey, Bob. I don't know if you saw this little bit, but there's a Democrat congressman from Kentucky, John Yarmuth, who right after that first video appeared, demanded that Kentucky teens be banned from wearing MAGA hats because it's poisoning their young minds. Okay, I'm go ahead. Calling, I, I'm calling for a total and complete shutdown of teenagers wearing mega hats until we can figure out what's going on. They seem to be poisoning young minds. And this is brought on by the racist policies and hatred displayed by the President of the United States. And then several hours later, he came back when he found out he was an, a moron. Oh, I was just joking. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure I follow where you went with that, uh, Norma, and I apologize. I'm, 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 I'm a trying Democrat to... Con- a Democrat congressman from Kentucky, John Yarmuth, came out who, about that Who did he call video. a moron? Pardon? I, I'm sorry. I'm, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm getting half of your conversation because I'm getting some cutouts in my, in, in my, in my headset. So I apologize. Okay. I heard you talk about this Democrat congressman, and you said something about a moron. Did he call somebody a, a moron? Can you just say? No, say no, that no, again? no, no. He called right after that first video okay. appeared. He said, "All Kentucky teams, can, Kentucky oh, teams, oh, yes. should be banned. Should be banned from wearing mega hats." Yes, and, and he came out after being exposed for the idiot that he is on that. He claimed he was just joking. Yes, I did hear that, Norm. I'm sorry. Now I now that I hear what you're saying. Yes, yeah. he, he claimed that he was joking. But obviously, that's only because uh, the whole story was proven to be a hoax. The whole story about the kids being the perpetrators of harassment against this elderly Native American veteran. By the way, he's also, according to what I'm reading, he also may be guilty of stolen valor here because uh, uh, he's 64 years old, and I just read a a, a comment about that. Um, uh, as far as uh, he he would have been 16 years old, he would have been 16 years old, I believe, uh, um, at the time he claimed to have been serving in Vietnam, which of course was not going to be the case. So uh, he, not only is this guy not only is this guy a liar about what happened on the uh, steps of the Lincoln Memorial, he may be a liar about who he is as well. Well, I called this office and I left a message and I said, Molen Lobby, come and take it. And I left my name and phone number. So I hope he calls me. 
I do too, uh, Norm, and 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 I I, pre- I I appreciate your call, my friend. Thanks very much. And the point, I'm so- sorry for the miscommunication there. I just couldn't hear you with everything you had to say. Uh, I do have uh, a call I want to take now, uh, who is somewhat of a guest. I just didn't plan him. I just kind of reached out to him at the very last second because I read a few other things. John Cardillo, who is a host, uh, 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 television host on Newsmax Television of America Talks Live uh, every afternoon. John Cardillo is a friend, and he has been one of the leading supporters of these kids searching for the truth and trying to expose the horrific hoax that was perpetrated, uh, the lies and the fake news about them, uh, ever since this whole thing happened on Friday. These kids from Covington Catholic High School have been called racist bigots. They've been accused of uh, cornering and circling this man and not letting him escape as they scream, uh, build the wall. John Cardillo has been a prominent, prominent voice on this, particularly on social media demanding that the truth be told. I wanted to reach out to John to see if he could share that with us, and he's here now on AM 1420, The Answer. John, thank you, my friend. How are you? Oh, great. Anytime, Bob. You know John, Um, you have been... uh, I have retweeted you more in the last 24 hours than I ever have, and I love your work on Twitter, so I often retweet you, but that lets you know how important what you have done this weekend, and I've been uh, sharing uh, your, your, you know, the findings and the research and the facts that you have uncovered nonstop, so I figured you're a great person to kind of get an update on this story, but go ahead. Well, you know, Bob, the the reason I jumped on it was it just didn't make sense to me viscerally. In my gut, I couldn't understand why this 15, 16-year-old kid would have an issue with Native American heritage. On the heels of the BuzzFeed story being fake news, on the heels of all the other fake news, all the smearing of anybody who wears a MAGA hat, I said, you know, let's everybody take a breath here and dig into it a bit deeper. So I started by by, uh, researching Nathan Phillips, the Native American guy, Mm -hmm. and going back to 2011, he's got a history, he has a history of being a professional agitator, protester, lodging, lodging rather complaints against college students, police officers, conservative groups. Then things started to clarify a bit, and then uh, unedited video was available on YouTube if you knew where to look for it, and it became evident very, very quickly that this was a staged political stunt, because while he was smearing these kids with all of this, these false allegations, he was having well-known left-wing verified Twitter accounts push fundraising to his organization's website. So this was reprehensible on so many levels, Bob. They attacked a group of kids, wanted to ruin their lives, and were fundraising off of it, all based on lies. John, um, I want to focus more on Nathan Phillips before we talk about the the lies about the kids. Um, Everything you just said is very well received, and that's very important to know. A professional agitator going back several years and trying to fundraise off of this. But what you tweeted about an hour ago, I was just describing before you came on, uh, he, yeah. he may also be guilt, guilty of stolen valor. He he is he is proclaiming himself to be a United States Marine veteran of the Vietnam War. But tell me what you found about that. Well, it started when I was skeptical when he was describing himself in various articles, etc., as a recon ranger. Now, obviously, rangers are an Army uh, special operations unit, and and recon is Marine special operations, but. Some people said to me, well, there used to be an old cadence during Vietnam. I want to be a recon ranger. I said, okay. Then we started looking into how old he was. Now, by all news accounts, the guy is 64 years old. There were, there were news items from uh, 2000, uh, 2000 saying he was 45, so more recent ones. And his age was always consistent subsequently to date. And so today he'd be 64. Well, 
did some research, and the last Marine combat units, there were, there were uh, support and logistics and, and embassy security people left in Vietnam. But the last ground troops, the combat unit, left Vietnam in the summer of 1971, which means he would have been 16 years old when the Marines essentially stopped engaging in special operations, long-range, recon- long-range reconnaissance in Vietnam. Now, to become a Marine recon operator... Well, first, you've got to go through basic training and then all of the other selection courses and processes and training. So it's highly, highly unlikely. Again, we, we, I've had my producer do a FOIA request, Freedom of Information Act request, to the Department of Defense. We won't know definitively until we get that back. But mathematically, it seems highly unlikely that this guy saw combat in Vietnam as a Marine special operator. As he claims. So. So he's a he's a professional liar essentially, and uh, and his latest target here is again these uh, these white kids wearing "Make America Great Again" hats at, on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. Now, give us the the rest of the story as you understand. First of all, I, I spent a good deal of my first hour on the show <clears throat> describing. The 20 seconds of video, obviously, that uh, the mainstream media jumped and ran with and that all of social media ran with as well. That made it look as though the story they were telling is that these these kids surrounded and cornered this Nathan Phillips guy and intimidated him, yelled at him, screamed, build the wall at him and so on and so forth. Then, uh, as all of the real video came out showing the context, different angles and so on and so forth of him approaching the kids and walking directly to the center of them as opposed to walking around them to go up the steps of the memorial if that is what they wanted to do you know we got all of that all of that part of the story um but john what happened prior to nathan phillips and his small group's arrival to uh, uh, to bang the drum in the faces of these kids the second group that, that was there it's an organization of something about black israelites can you can you yeah. fill the rest of the story in there yeah, now this is an organization I'm familiar with, Bob, because, you know, I was with NYPD for many years. And this is a group that used to set up camp in parks in New York, most notably Washington Square Park, down in the West Village, which is surrounded by the New York University campus. And what they've done is they're black separatists, and they, they carry on about how the true Israelites were African-American, but they're really an anti-white, far-left radical group. Mm-hmm. This group were the first. To, to engage these kids, and they called them all kinds of things I can't say on air. The, you know, the common curses you'd expect, pejorative terms for homosexuals, uh, told one black kid in the group uh, uh, something to the effect they were going to uh, uh, kill him and, and sell his organs for profit, meaning his fellow classmates, because this young African-American kid was hanging out with his high school buddies, and uh, they were wearing MAGA hats. I mean, these, these were really vile guys. These yeah. kids handled everything with dignity. They didn't lose their tempers. They represented their school well. And I, I believe, and I think the video shows, after those Israelites did that, and, and it's important to know, Bob, that one of the kids actually defused the situation. He put his arms around his buddies, and he said, no, come on, let's get out of here, basically. These guys are morons. Ignore them. These kids were incredibly mature for their age. Well, then they go up onto the steps, and Nathan Phillips and his group seem to have specifically targeted them because they were wearing the hats. And look, this is what the left does, right? They do these really tightly edited video and still shots. We mm-hmm. saw this down here in South Florida when Tim Kaine, Hillary Clinton's vice presidential candidate, had like 35 people at his rally, and they cropped the shots to make it seem like there were hundreds there. And so it's nothing new for the mainstream media, but in this case, they did it to children. They tried to ruin the lives. They wanted these kids expelled, their parents fired from their jobs. These kids could never be able to get a college education. They attacked children. To promote a left-wing narrative, it, it would lies. It's so reprehensible. And John, it's still going on. 
It's still going on. Definitely. Even at, now, now yeah. there have been a lot of apologies. There's a, there's an apology tour being made, even by a lot of. And this is what's really frustrating. Not only did the left buy into this, but so many conservatives did not want to be associated with MAGA hat wearing kids doing terrible things. They came down. Meghan McCain among them came down so hard on these kids, and then afterwards gave these what I I seem to be. Or seem to, I view as substandard apologies, quite frankly, kind of shallow. And it's like, oh, I didn't see the rest of the video. So like a lot of other people, I made a mistake. Sorry about that. But these kids are still being, you know, they've been doxxed. They're public, their names, their parents' work, their parents' addresses, uh, the, the school. They're, they're, they're all been released. And these parents and, 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 and school administrators and these kids are still being harassed by the left who will not listen. And who will not uh, yeah. accept the, the 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 context provided by the rest of those videos? These kids' nightmare isn't anywhere near over. No, it's not. And look, you know this, and I know this, and your audience knows this. But what should happen? It won't happen. But what should happen is CNN, the New York Times, the Washington Post should devote all of today and eighty percent of their headlines to clearing these kids' names and admitting they were dead wrong and they jumped the gun because of their bias and hatred toward Donald Trump. That's all this was about, right? I mean, but there's another thing. This of course about. it is. And, and I, was having a, I was having a conversation at dinner last night. I was at dinner with some pretty prominent political strategists. And one of them made a great point. They said, this is also about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And I said, Ruth Bader Ginsburg? They said, yeah, these kids were from a Catholic school. And if we can marginalize Catholics as hateful, bigoted radicals, when Amy Comey Barrett comes up for nomination to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg, which is the conventional wisdom, mm-hmm. we can take, the left can take a new line of smear against Catholics. Very interesting, but I think that theory also holds water. Now, this is what, what the media should do, is apologize, but they won't. They're going to double down on saying, well, maybe these kids were okay, but white male Christians, specifically Catholics, at a March for Life rally wearing MAGA hats, well... We all know, wink, wink, that they're really hateful bigots. Well, I mean, here's here's the response of the Washington Post. You saw it because you tweeted about it too. The Washington Post runs a uh, an article yesterday, an op-ed yesterday, talking about the Catholic Church's long history of uh, of, uh, yeah. of antagonism toward Native Americans, or or I don't remember if antagonism is the word, but, but toward right. mistreatment of Native Americans, as as if these this is just part of the tradition. Well, right, right, and and make no mistake, this is all being done to lay the groundwork for a Kavanaugh-like smear campaign against Barrett should she be Donald Trump's nominee to replace Ginsburg. Now, look, I want to see Justice Ginsburg recover. That's a terrible, terrible disease. No one should suffer it. We should never take politics and wish ill on someone. No one should have to endure cancer at that level. But she's an older woman, so hopefully she lives a long, healthy life, but she'll probably retire soon because of the the sheer stress of that job, the long hours. Sure, Barrett is, is... arguably the only person Trump can confirm. He needs to replace a woman with a woman. They're laying that groundwork now to Kavanaugh Barrett, and that's all that's about. I think that's a great point. They don't care how many lives they destroy in the process of advancing that narrative and agenda, and they're going to ruin these Catholic kids' lives, even though they were the ones victimized. I think somebody put on Twitter, and we've got to wrap here, John, because i got to get out, but somebody said, that kid deserves a peace prize. That kid stood there and oh, yeah. smiled as opposed to walking away, flipping the guy off, pushing him, uh, screaming at him, get out of my face. He did nothing. He stood there with the yeah. poise and, and the control of a, of, a, you know, of, of a Marine, for crying out loud, this young six 
16-year-old kid just stood there and let this guy bang the drum in his face and did not retaliate in any way, shape, or form. The guy deserves a peace prize. And um, it, it's just an absolute shame that he and his friends are, are having their lives turned upside down by something they did not do. Uh, John, listen, I know you've, you've got great work uh, you're still doing on this. Uh, please, if you overturn any new stones on this, please let me know because I'd love to hear from you again. You've got it, my friend. Thanks for the invite. Thank you, John. John Cardillo, he's a former New York uh, City police officer. He lives in South Florida. Now he became a radio show host, and now he actually has a television program on uh, Newsmax TV every afternoon at 1 o'clock called America Talks Live. He's a very, very great guy, and we're back after this. Take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place, making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next. Um, Dad? Uh, yeah, sweetie. Is that an old plumbing manual? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, honey. We really need to get some new books. Right, um, do, do you want me to stop? Nah, I kind of want to know how it ends. Okay. Tighten the bolts, line up the flushing valve to the opening in the top of the bowl, and secure the tank with a screwdriver and crescent wrench. (laughs) The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Ten fifty six, final segment uh, on the Bob France Authority. Really appreciate you being with us. It turned out we had three guests today. It wasn't planned to be that way. I just reached out to John Cardillo at the last second uh, to uh, get an update on this story from uh, Washington D.C. by way of Covington Catholic High School in uh, uh, in Kentucky. But Congressman Jim Jordan joined us. David Webb from uh, uh, Sirius XM joined us, and from Fox News, and then of course John from Newsmax Television. Uh, really appreciate all three of them. Great stuff from all of them. TJ is now on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Hi, TJ. Go ahead. Hi, Bob. You know, Bob, your caller was exactly right. When I read that article today about that Indian banging the drum. First thing I said to my wife when I seen his age, I said, this guy is full of crap. There's no way he served in Vietnam at that age. And another good point he made, in the Vietnam War, the Marines had recons and the Army had rangers. But there was no such thing as a recon ranger, unless this guy served two terms, one in the Army and one in the Marines. Who knows? But one other point I'd like to make. At that age, too, though. But again, then you have the age. How is he going to do both? How is he going to do both Uh, of those things, two different terms, and and, uh, be a be in. And as John also pointed out, to become a ranger, it takes a lot more training. And a lot, you know, it's not like you can just get out of boot camp and suddenly you're a ranger. You've got, typically, you know, you're going to be older when you achieve that status and that level. So these guys, you know, this guy to me, it just sounds like he's he's phony from from the word go. Well, yeah, to be a ranger, all the training, jump school, ranger school, like I said, you're in the Army for a couple of years before you're a ranger. But but the reason I called, Bob, I agree with this white privilege thing. And I just wish some of my liberal Americans could enjoy the same privilege I did. I would have loved them to have the privilege of slopping around the jungles of Vietnam. Then they could have enjoyed more privilege and hung off a telephone pole, making a living like weather like yesterday. 
and then yeah. really give them a lot of privilege. They could have worked their whole life and handed over a good part of their paycheck and taxes to the government. Everybody should have the same white privilege I have. TJ, very well said, my friend. I appreciate your call. Thanks very much. And I pray David Webb, by the way, was spot on that on that as well. And again, it's you know listening to a prominent black conservative like David Webb talk about the nonsense and the phony uh, um, you know nature of the white privilege argument is uh, is really persuasive as well. All right, uh, we'll have more on that story from uh, from Washington D.C. and the Covington Central Catholic kids uh, on tomorrow's program. We'll talk to Peter Kirsten. I'll get his thoughts thoughts on it as well. For today, we're done. But Mike Gallagher is coming up next, so stay right here on AM fourteen twenty. The answer, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.